0: Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's good? What's popping?
0: Feeling real good, too.
1: My mama took me to HMV on 86th Street to buy this fucking album.
0: i industry, man. Someone rather run down and get one cow. I think I'd rather walk down and get them all. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm never going nowhere, so don't try me. My music sticks in fans' veins like an ivy, flows poison like ivy. Oh, they grimy. Already offers on my sixth album for labels trying to sign me. Respect it highly. Hi, Mr. O'Reilly. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live!
1: welcome 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 to episode number four of the bronx bias podcast i am your host my name is denzel thank you guys so much for continuing to listen continuing to tune in continuing to give feedback um i'm so happy so appreciative so thankful for all the support and i'm gonna continue to keep doing my best each week i come in here Um, That was number one spot by Ludacris off the album Red Light District. I don't know if you guys remember, but HMV was a record store on 86th Street, and I think there was one on either 42nd or 125th. I think it was 125th. You go in, and you can listen to the music, and then you can purchase it. And my mom, like, took, she used to do this thing every week, and we would go to the library, and we would go to the music store. And um we just either listen to stuff or if we had like money from allowance or savings, we would like get to buy music. So the first album I ever bought was in 03. I bought the black album, but um I remember like we got on the train and we went, 86th Street, I bought Red Light District. Shout out to Luda. Um and Luda like got I hate to say it, he got super trash. Like when he cut his hair, I don't remember what year that was, maybe oh nine but like his rapping got super super trash and i'm sorry to offend any lute fans out there but his rapping got dumb trash after he cut his hair he's like <laughs> he's like rap samson cut his hair got whack but we still have the first four albums before he cut his hair shout out to him you can follow me and you can hit me up on instagram and twitter my instagram is rogers neighborhood that's r o d g e r s neighborhood n e i g h B O R H O O D. My Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood, R O D G E R S, N G H B R H D. There are no vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. Now it's time for my favorite segment of the pod, Bronx Facts. If you guys do not know, first time listening, Bronx Facts is just my segment in the beginning of each show where I like to give a fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know um, just to like show how the Bronx contributes to Maine society and like how we actually do a lot of great things, positive things for not only New York City, but for America at large. So the fact for this episode is the Hall of Fame of great americas at bronx i'm sorry at great americans at bronx community college was america's first ever hall of fame founded in 1900 to honor prominent americans who had an impact on this nation's history the hall has 98 busts that showcase authors educators military leaders philanthropists scientists artists and humanitarians that is your Bronx Fact of episode number 4 First Hall of Fame ever in America in the Bronx, New York. I'm in a fantastic fantastic mood. We're going to have a great great pod. The first topic we g- we coming off Gangbusters and I need to make sure that I this is my disclaimer. This is my official Like uh, get this out of the way moment. This is my official like just caution to the wind moment. Before I talk about this first topic of the day, I want to make sure that I'm clear that Denzel is not in any way making fun, being insensitive towards or uh, trying to discredit, disrespect or in any way show my disdain for the communities of people who suffer from dwarfism for the pe- the little person community or for anyone who knows someone in those communities. I wanna repeat, I'm in no way trying to disrespect, to dis- show my disdain towards and show hatred towards people who suffer from the disease dwarfism or people in the little person community or people who know people in these communities. Now, our first topic of the day is Quaden. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Quaden Bales. So Quaden Bales has gone viral because he was a nine year old child from, I believe, Australia or uh, another European country or not European, but overseas country where uh, he went viral, where he was in a car uh, crying or in his home crying to his mother um, because he was being bullied. So his mother like recorded him he was he was upset he was you know going through it a little bit because he was being bullied for his dwarfism disease uh then a comedian by the name of uh brad williams um who also suffers from the disease started a gofundme account for young quaden um to send him to disneyland in california And then a lot of celebrities got involved, a lot of people got involved. Hey, this kid is being bullied. Uh, Let's send him to Disneyland. Let's contribute money to this GoFundMe account, send him to Disneyland, him and his mama, and whatever. So that is just the backstory. young boy being bullied, um, he's crying to his mom, his mom records it, the video goes viral. Now, a lot of things happen with this story, so the first thing is after they had raised money, I believe they raised i want to say 30 30 thirty thirty five hundred thousand dollars I don't even know if I'm saying that right three hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's how you say it <laughs> three hundred and fifty thousand dollars um on it from the goFundMe account um people like. You know the internet does what the internet does and they tried I suppose to discredit this young man to where um some some people found on Instagram or on Twitter that he was like a poser like he was pretending to be a boy when he was actually 18 years old he was not a boy and he was basically a scammer um and he was scamming people out of their money and some people put on Twitter and Instagram, oh, his name is and he's 18 years old, he's rich, he's an Instagram celebrity, y'all got scammed, and blah, blah, blah. And now, and then, the, you know, the internet, something gets rolling, people just go with it. They don't fact check, they don't do nothing like that, blah, blah, blah. And actually, he is not 18. I want to make that clear. He's not 18. He is a nine-year-old child. Um, but it was really funny, the internet, you know, how they do, they put memes, they, you know, they showed him like holding somebody, like and they just put funny captions and stuff like that, all in jest, I'm not sure how many people took it as the truth, and that's why you should always should do your own research and shit like that, but yeah, they were basically trying to discredit him and saying he's not nine, he's 18, so you guys gave a whole bunch of money to a guy who was lying to you. But he is actually, in fact, a nine-year-old child. He is not 18 years old. He is a boy. My biggest thing is, like, you know, I understand bullying. I am against bullying. I, I do not condone it in any way, shape, or form because it's something that really affects people's emotions, right? You're making someone feel bad about whatever, you know, whatever they had in his case he has a disease he can't cure that he was born with that you know what i'm saying so when he goes to school amongst the other little kids and they're making him fun of him because he is smaller than the average child and he will not grow um i understand how that could be very 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 like hurtful especially to a child especially my i have a few questions though first his mama why on god's green earth would you, your son comes to you, he's crying, he's in distress, he's he's having an emotional moment, instead of just saying, hey, let me just be his mom real quick, give him a hug, tell him everything's going to be okay, console him in some way, the first instinct you have is to pull out your phone, that is number one, I don't understand that, number two is uh, comedian Brad Williams, an actor, he's a very successful man, I understand the the sentiment of what he did starting this thing for his boy, but how would money help him, right? He's being bullied because he is, he suffers from dwarfism. He's a little person. How would money solve his problem? If I'm bullying him, if I'm a nine-year-old child, hypothetical, and I'm, go I go to school with him he sits down at the lunch table and I make fun of him because of his condition now he has $350,000 I still can make fun of him because of his condition money <laughs> money <laughs> money does not help him in this situation so I don't really get why the the comedian Brad Williams decided to do that I mean like, you can't throw money at that and expect the problem to be fixed because once all the money is spent, he's still the same. Whatever. I don't get it. That's I guess that's why people shit. Third is bullying is a very pervasive issue. You know, there are a lot of p- kids, unfortunately, who take their own lives and really go into emo- deep emotional depressions and things like that based on bullying. Other kids make fun of them. But when I was a kid growing up, though, I guess we. I guess we just did handle it differently. Because when I was a kid, if you couldn't roast, you couldn't sit at the lunch table. I know that's a lot of kids, at least in my age range. Kids would get on you. Yo, your hairline's crazy. Yo, your hairline look like the heartbeat monitor. Or if he came in with dirty sneakers. Damn, look at the sneakers. He got his sneakers from Graveside. You know, shit like that. That kids would say, like, you know, just getting on you. And if you couldn't roast, you couldn't sit at the lunch table because if you sat there and you couldn't roast, you were just going to have to hold all those L's. So it would just be easier for you to sit at a different table or just not come to lunch. And that's just how I grew up. Now, I can't say how I grew up and how these kids are now growing up. is different. But I guess I want people to just understand, like, as long as you fire back Or as long as you have the strength to fire back, because I don't know. And again, this is not like life advice. I don't want kids to listen to this and say, oh, okay, this is great. But I mean, in my experience, it's like if you fire back, it's like the jokes aren't as hurtful. The same kids who are saying that this young man has a disease, he fires back at them. I'm nobody on this planet is perfect so the same kid making fun of his disease he could fire back like yo you mad? ugly though i know you not talking with joe ugly like you could just i'm having flashbacks to when i was a kid and we would roast each other and no one you know what i'm saying like no one like went home and had these problems like this is just what you did now i can't say that that's correct i'm just saying speaking from my experience And the first time where kids was roasting me and I got a joke back, like I fired back on them and it was funny. And all the other kids was like, ooh, it was like, you felt like, damn, like, yo, I see, like, it's not even that deep. It's only hurts you more when you, I guess, cannot or you feel like you're powerless and you can't fire back at, at like the other kids. But like the first time that I actually, like, got a joke off. Like, some kid was roasting me. Because when I was growing up, I was short, too. I wasn't, I, of course, I didn't have this disease, and I'm never going to try to act like I know what that's like. But, you know, like, the shortest kid in the grade. So, like, if you stood in size order, like, if you were going somewhere, like, on a field trip, I was usually the first kid, the first boy. So, you know, I was short. And, you know, the kids would make fun of me. Oh, you mad, short, blah, uh, blah, 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 roast me. And then... Like, one day, I was just like, you know, I had enough of the short jokes. Let me fire a joke back. So, one kid roasting me, and I just joked right back at him. And he was quiet, and all the kids was laughing. it's just like, oh, well, it's not it's not that difficult to fire back. Now, of course, I don't know and I don't know his family situation. And I wouldn't suggest that. I mean, I can't say that that's the best way to handle it. People joking on you joke back. I would say it's an easier way to handle it. But and not take not to take it so personal. But, you know, I can't speak for the generation now. You know, I can't. But at least as far as me, that's how you like get stronger. That's how you get tough skin because the world is not nice. You know what I'm saying? Like that won't be the last person, unfortunately, to make fun of young Quaden for his height. So, it would behoove him to be able to just fire back at him, or you know, just know that jokes won't end won't end you. Like you can't a stick and a stone will break your bone, but a word will, a word will never hurt you. Honestly, unless you allow it to, right? But then it also got me to thinking, y'all motherfuckers is real stupid, right? Because along with Quaiden, y'all gave this dude this this little boy. 350,000, I remember like two years ago or three years ago, there was another little kid from down south, like Alabama or something, and his mama did the same thing, he was in the car, he was crying about getting bullied, but he was crying because he was just ugly, like, this was a little ugly motherfucker, <laughs> that's it, <laughs> he was uh, ugly, <laughs> he was ugly as shit like i listen i'm sorry and you can understand why i'm talking about him like this because this is a kid but you gonna understand why i'm talking about him like this in a minute so this little ugly motherfucker gets in the car while i'm crying oh i'm so ugly the kids is making fun of me because i'm ugly Uh oh, right mama records it goes viral all the celebrities oh support him love for him i think his name was keaton or something Oh, love for him, support him, bullying sucks, blah, 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 right? We do the same thing and I think it was 2017. Throw money at the problem. The problem is not where money can fix. Like, money is not going to fix his problem. Like, if I want to bully him because he's ugly, money won't fix him. Fix that. Like, I. that's what I just don't understand. So... Everyone gives him money, blah, blah, blah. And the internet does what the internet does. But this time, it's not a lie. It's true. Quaden, he's not 18. That was the internet's a lie. But this time, it's true. We come to find out that Keaton and his mama are fucking Nazis. They're fucking neo-Nazis. They pose with the Confederate flags. They posing, oh, F these N-words and, like, supporting Trump and shit like that. And we're like, oh, shit. Like, we done fucked up. Like. So this little ugly motherfucker gets in the car, him and his scamming ass mama, they the Alabama scammers. And they fucking get over like <laughs> and once the money's in their hands, you can't get it back. <laughs> like so I just think that we need to be better at addressing the topics. If bullying is the topic, money can't fix it. The way you fix it is teaching him that words can't hurt you. You have to be strong cuz the world is a mean place and people will try their best to bring you down but as long as you have good support systems good coping mechanisms and you believe in yourself then it doesn't matter if the comedian brad williams would have just maybe called the kid or flew him out to like the movie set or something like that gave him a one-on-one experience i think that would have been better than just saying hey let's just give this little kid a whole bunch of money it just it don't make sense to me so we ain't learned our lesson from keaton alabama scammer and we ain't learned our lesson from Lil Quaden, then I don't know. <laughs> there has to be, a, like, you have to figure out a better way to, like, address these situations. Money is not the answer for that. Because if you keep doing that, then more people going to be scamming, and people will use export the shit out of their kids. Don't get it fucked up. People will do that. So, for Lil Quaden, man, and for Lil Quaden, I wish them the best. Um, you know, bullying is a, a, a serious topic and I hope that, you know, it gets better for him and for Keaton um, and they find the the mechanisms or the, the ways to best combat the bullying at school. My suggestion, learn how to joke. You'll be fine. But again, I am was not raised in the era that these kids were raised in. So. Shout out to Quaidan, man. You just $350, $350,000 rich. I think that they said they're going to donate the money to charity, which is cool, which is nice. And also, if you want to take him the motherfucker to Disneyland, why do we think it's $350,000? How much does Disney cost? $350,000 for Disney? That's crazy. Take I mean and you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I had a joke. I feel like it's going to be taken the wrong way. Fuck it. I would say this is my platform. If he goes to Disneyland only because he's a child, I want to make sure that that's clear <laughs> only because he's a child. How many rides could he really get on? All right, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> oh shit. He can't get on no rides. That's crazy. Only because he's a child. Not because of his condition. Only because he's a child. He can't get on like <laughs> the rides. <laughs> All right, enough of enough, enough of Quaden. <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, now I'm going to do my little uh, engagement segment, answer you guys' Twitter and Instagram questions, a chance for me to be long, more long-winded than I actually really am. Um, but, again, I really appreciate the questions. I really appreciate you guys listening and actually, like, sending questions in. So I'm going to try my best to answer some Um you know what I'm saying, like, that I get because I I really appreciate that you guys send it to me. So the first one says, what uh, TV shows are you currently watching and what shows would you recommend? So to be honest, like, really, I'm an old-ass man for real. Like, I don't watch, like, TV series anymore. I'm never, like, yo, I can't wait to watch this or put the DVR on, like, if it ain't, like, sports or... Something music related or you know, like I really like fucking cooking shows and shit like that, <laughs> like that's the shit I'll be watching. Food Network is the shit, so I really don't really like watch much t v series anymore. um, my sister put me on snowfall, which is like super 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 lit. I don't you know maybe that's a suggestion for you snowfall um, I was watching Atlanta for for a while it was out with Donald Glover and Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I don't know what the situation with that is. They only ran for two seasons. I don't know if they're coming back. Um, but to I guess the best thing I could do is maybe give you some suggestions for shit that I watch, which is like a lot of stand-up comedy. Um, I could give you like three comedy specials that you could watch or something, like if you haven't seen it before. So uh, I could give you uh, Dion Cole, Cole Hearted. I can give you Chris Rock, Bring the Pain, and Richard Pryor live in concert. Um, you can check those out. Again, I'm not the man for T V and and like, you know, major shit like that. Like I'm not following all the, the new shit that comes out, honestly. Um, I'm a really old ass man for real. Food network. That <laughs> that gets it done for me. The food network, cooking channel, shit like that. That's my shit for real. So I Can't Really Help You There, Snowfall, maybe, if you've never seen it. And, again, the comedy specials, Dion Cole, Co-Hearted, um, Chris Rock, Bring the Pain, and Richard Pryor, Live in Concert. You can check those out. The second is, what motivated you to start this platform? So this is a long answer, and I'm going to try my best to shorten it as much as I can, but it is a long answer. Um, what motivated me to start uh, is a few things. One is I love to talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I love to talk if math I could never do science was all right for me gym and shit was fun but I wasn't like the best athlete but my shit was always talking like my report cards would say Denzel is a very bright young man but he talks too much <laughs> Denzel is very good in this class but he if if he would just stop talking you know I just love to talk like that's just my shit talk I could talk to if i didn't if there was no time limit on this and people didn't have short attention spans this would be a 3 hour long show i promise you but <laughs> really that's number 1 i love to talk but and i think that you know each human being has an ability a natural ability right and it's just like up to you to figure it out what is it about you that is special or what about you um is a little different like some people can draw really well. They were just born like that, like able to draw some people born, able to sing really well, able to write poetry, able to, you know, write essays or, you know, just like natural abilities can do hair without even knowing techniques can cook really well without really knowing that much. Like it's just your natural God given ability. Right. And it's up to you as a person especially now in your youth, to just figure it out, what is your natural ability, and to cultivate it, cultivate through it, right? So, for example, for me, Denzel, I love to fucking talk. So why not make a talk show? Huh? Right? It makes sense, right? Um, But really, and, um, you know, just coming from where I'm from, growing up the way I did, I didn't grow up, like, terribly, but, you know, just a natural in the hood or whatever and you know a lot of times you look for people who you can see yourself in right when i was growing up i would watch a lot of sports i watched you know the same shit i watch now really i was watching back then and i would just not see a lot of people who look like me in these positions like you watch sports center you had stewart scott rest in peace but who else was black Doing their anger thing right Who else was black on that real talk show Wave now then you had Stephen A Smith Later but like you know just When I really first got into it it's like There's a lot of people who don't look like Me right And that's why people like Stephen A and Stuart Scott were so important because They are like oh you could really do this And really Like what inspires Me to go and And to keep continuing and keep getting Better at this shit is like Cause I just want, I would love for someone to the young person to hear this shit and be like, yo, I could do this shit. Like for real, like the same way how I got so much inspiration and so much like motivation and, and, and shit from Stuart Scott and Stephen A. Smith and Dave Chappelle and other comedians and other people in places, spaces where they just talk shit or talk in general. I would love for a young kid who's, like, at the crossroads Who say, like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Hear this shit and be like, yo, I could fucking do that. Like, and this guy, he's not no silver spoon guy. He's not no, you know, guy with every resource that was ever afforded to him. He's just got a microphone, figure some shit out. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, one of the, like, the things that I really, like, inspired me to, like, start it. The kid... Maybe from the Bronx or from another area, who's listened to this shit, and be like, "Yo, I could fucking do that shit too." Like, that's like really, really like at the core of of this. And I love to do it. This is something that really makes me happy. Like, I love just to get this microphone and just talk into it. Like, there's nobody around. Is I don't have. This is a one one man show. Like, but this is like something that. Really just makes me happy, like I really like just do this shit, and I don't know what the future is is for me in in regards to this platform, but this is just something really that i I like to do i re, it really brings me joy, you know you work your nine to five job and all that shit, but it's not you feel like it's not your purpose in life, like there's no way that your purpose in life is sitting behind a desk doing bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And not to discredit anyone who who has found that to be very fulfilling for them. I'm not speaking to try to disrespect or disparage y'all. I'm just saying for me, for Denzel, like I feel like my purpose is not to just be behind the desk doing bullshit for 20 or so years of my life. And I never want to wake up at a, a advanced age, let's say 45, and be like damn i should have started that fucking podcast when i was 20 in my 20s like you know what i'm saying so i just i feel like you know this is just in in life if i could give any advice in life is just do what god has given you the natural ability to do so whether it's cooking whether it's writing drawing cook you know um any Any ability that you feel is natural or comes naturally to you, it's your job to just figure out how you can um maximize your your skills and abilities um and also, I love the Bronx New York again that's why it's called the Bronx bias podcast and this is basically like my open letter to my open love letter to the Bronx like because I just love it here and I love growing up here and I've met so many fantastic people here and people have like such a fucked up view of of the area and I feel like if I can do anything to shed light on it I will so um that to sum up I love talking shit you know this is my god I feel like this is my natural god given ability and I want to inspire man I want to I would just want people to to know that you don't have to do the things that unfortunately a lot of people in the hood feel like they have to do in order to survive like there are other ways to just get your your ideas and and share your your mind and your abilities with the world uh and again you see i'm long-winded as fuck like that's a long-ass answer um (laughs) but yeah I, i hope that answers your question Now from pivoting from my beautiful soliloquy on inspirations and shit like that, we're going to talk about some nasty nigga. This is this is a nasty ass nigga, nasty Harvey Weinstein. I don't have nothing really to say about Harvey Weinstein, except he's a nasty ass motherfucker who deserves to be underneath the fucking jail. And when you white, it's going to be all right because he got off with basically a slap on the wrist, and I was figuring out, like, damn, how am I gonna express how I feel about Nasty Weinstein, but I don't have to do that, because rapper Plies from, if you don't know who Plies is, he's a rapper from the South, uh, famous for songs like Shawty and Busted Baby and shit like that, ran off on the plug twice, um, he summed it up perfectly. Perfectly. So I don't even have to do it. Take it away. Plies.
0: Motherfucking Weinstein, I don't want to hear a motherfucking thing about you, you no know, first time motherfucking offender. I don't want a motherfucking here. It's a lot of motherfucking people in prison right now that's first time motherfucking offender. They ain't want a motherfucking here, that. Eh? My motherfucking homeboy went to found motherfucking you. They caught him with drugs in his motherfucking apartment and they gave him 23 motherfucking years of federal prison. A first-time motherfucking offender. Daddy was a motherfucking guidance counselor. Mama was a motherfucking police officer. You know what they told him in court? He said have motherfucking knew better. It ain't no motherfucking way. Harvey Weinstein, you ain't motherfucking no better. You might be the first-time offender on paper, but ain't your first time offending that motherfucking pussy. I know that. So I don't want to hear a motherfucking thing about you no motherfucking first-time offender, motherfucking Mr. Harvey Weinstein. They should have motherfucking found you guilty on trying to defraud the court because you know goddamn well there wasn't nothing wrong with you that you need that motherfucking walker. Now all of a sudden you don't brush your motherfucking hand no more. you the they ought to wine. I had, boy, five, I had.
1: Summed it up perfectly. I don't need to add anything else. Plies, you hit the nail right on the motherfucking head. And that's all I got to say about Nasty Weinstein. I don't have nothing else to add. Weinstein, you lucky. You got a whole bunch of money. And unfortunately, the justice system is unjust because, you know, I hate to say it, a lot of white people do crimes and get away with them. So, applause, shout out to you, round of applause for you. You handled that perfectly. And you said it better than I ever could next is my music shit because you know i can't let a pod go without talking my shit about some music so um i only want to talk about one thing royce the five nines album the allegory came out last friday um and um i just i want to talk about it real quick because i like you know i really love hip-hop music i really love rap music and royce's album was fantastic in my opinion Per, like super elite level rapping and rapping with a message, like talking about black excellence, talking about um, overcoming and just being a, a, a more knowledgeable person in America um, from his experience personally um, in the game to, um, you know, situations that happen out here in these streets um, is a great, great album. With uh, some good features from artists that you know, like Vince Staples. He had Griselda on it, Those My Guys, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and Benny the Butcher. I love that he gave each one of them their own song. Um, he gave West Side one, he gave Conway one, and he gave Benny one, all separate, not together. Um, he had Crooked Eye on it, Saha the Prince, T.I., but he also like did a great job of of like featuring young artists who... I know the general public at large don't know, and I honestly didn't even know a lot of them with my hip-hop ass. So he f- had features from Ashley Sorrell, who's featured on a lot of the songs, from Graft, who I didn't know much about, Oswin Benjamin, I didn't know much about, Cy Ari the Kid, I don't know much about, White Gold, G Perico, I don't know much about, and Kid Vicious, I have no idea who this is, but on the song, what's the name of the song? Um... What's the name? What's the name? What's the name? Thou shall. Kid Vicious. I don't know who you are. I this is my first time ever listening to you. But I'm gonna follow your projects. I'm gonna try to get to know as much of your shit as possible. Cause that verse was amazing. And shout out to Royce. Um, great album. Great, great, great album. I really loved it. I really, I really thought it was like great like your messages your your lyricism your wordplay and he self-produced the entire project he had never done major production on any song like in his rap career he's been rapping for a long time he had never done any production he self-produced the entire album himself The beats are great. They're not, of course, like the best beats. They're not like Pharrell beats or Timbaland beats or, you know, Metro Boomin or some some super producer like that. But they're the perfect beats for the song. I quoted him before. There's a difference between perfect the the best beat and the perfect beat for the song. That's his quote. And that's why he said he was not afraid to produce. He knows he can't make the most amazing, spectacular knock your socks off beat, but he can make the perfect beat for his song and he showed it so again it's called the allegory by royce the five nine if you want to download stream however you consume music i really really loved it and i recommend anyone who loves hip-hop listen to it you'll love it too and get back to me too if you if you do listen to it get back to me tell me what you liked about it like on instagram twitter um let me know like the shit you liked about it or maybe the shit you didn't like about it but I really, really loved it. I just wanted to like spend a few a few minutes on Royce because the album was super, super, super crazy. Now we're gonna talk about the the Kobe Memorial. Now listen, I wanna be completely honest. I did not watch the Kobe Memorial. And I didn't I'm not, I don't plan on watching it. Um I don't plan on consuming it really. I don't plan on experiencing it. Really, I don't, because it's honestly like a very, very emotional thing for me. Still, you know, I really loved and respect him, and I, I, I can't. I, I just, I just emotionally and mentally can't put myself in that position again. Like I'm still, it's still, it's been a month, one month since his his tragic passing. Him and his daughter Gianna, and and the other families as well and um nah man i i just i just can't bring myself to watch it it's gonna put me in 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 too much of a in too much of an emotional state you know um his death along with the other families and his young daughter is still is is still very very uh sensitive for me um watching one of your heroes just tragically die you know um. So I I know that they did a great job. I know it was a very beautiful memorial. I know that people had tremendous words, people had um tremendous sentiments, tremendous stories that they told about Kobe, um and Gianna, um and Vanessa Bryant, her strength, her. Man, I respect I respect Miss Vanessa Bryant so much to get in front of a crowd of strangers, and, and just, like, knock it out of the park, I know she did a tremendous job, I know she was so strong, and beautiful, and, and inspiring, um, I, I I really, I have the profound respect for her, losing her husband, and her daughter, and then you have to get on a stage, and And just talk about them Like that is the epitome of strength The epitome of strength And um, You know I just Me Denzel personally I just can't bring myself to watch it I probably will not watch it Um, I I love Kobe And I miss Kobe And nothing is going to change That for me And I just I know they did a tremendous job also, like when Nipsey died, I couldn't watch it. Like, I just couldn't. Like, it's just gonna put me in such an in a in such an emotional place that it's just gonna fuck a lot of shit up, like in my head. And I just I just couldn't bring myself to watch it. But I know they did a tremendous job. And again, love, prayers, condolences to all the families affected, especially to Miss Vanessa Bryant. Yeah, shown true strength. You have shown true class and elegance and i respect you and um just just major kudos to you to be able to do that i'm talking about i can't even fucking watch this shit and you had to get up there and speak so uh profound respect for you and um we love you code we miss you code we miss you gg and mamba forever that's all i got to say about that that is all i got to say about it Love Kobe, Love G, and Mamba Forever. And lastly, in my sports lane, we have the aftermath of the highly anticipated heavyweight fight from last week, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. So off the rip, I hope that no one made bets off of (laughs) my prediction because I was dead (laughs) wrong. I was so wrong about that shit, man. I was so wrong. God damn. Deontay, man. You just, I mean, Tyson is a very technically sound boxer, right? And Deontay is a knockout artist. It's one trick pony versus a multifaceted elite level boxer, right? It's like that's why Floyd was winning so many fights. If I, my footwork, my head speed, my counters are just more elite than yours, then I'm probably nine times out of 10 gonna win. Canelo Alvarez is out here knocking everybody out, couldn't touch Floyd, because Floyd just, his footwork is so great, his head movement is so great, his ability to counter, his ability to tire you out is like fantastic, that's why Floyd wins a lot of fights. Tyson is just, one, he was a much larger man, I don't think Deontay's ever fought someone that big and that fast and that unorthodox. So Tyson is able to move his head perfectly. He's able to keep his feet perfectly. And he is, I think he weighed in like two I want to say he weighed in like two seventy. And Deontay weighed in he gained weight. He gained he weighed in at like two thirty seven or something like that. So Tyson still outweighed him by about thirty some odd pounds. And Tyson put the beats on him, man. He just did. He he beat the put the beats on him. Shout out to Tyson. I I there's nothing more I can say, but shout out to him. He came out on that crown. I mean, not on the crown. He came out on the throne wearing a crown, and he backed up all the shit talking he did. And Deontay came out in some outfit like supposed to be a Black History Month outfit, and then he got his ass whooped and then blamed the outfit. He said the outfit was too heavy. It was a forty-pound outfit. He weakened his legs, and he did look like fatigued, and you know he didn't look right. Like if you watch his fight against King Kong Ortiz or against Brazil, I think that's his name, he looked completely different than when he fought Tyson this time. Um, No excuses again for Deontay. He lost, and I wish that people could learn how to just lose gracefully. Um, He he was quoted and saying that he does want a rematch, which is fine. Uh, you should want a rematch if you lose, but he told the a the, uh, uh, boxing um, reporter that his legs were weakened by the costume. I mean, I don't know. It, it could have been, but I'd imagine you train for fights, and he is, looks like he's in tip-top shape, so I don't think walking out in a 45-pound costume would have been would have like, uh, disrupted you that much because I'm sure you strength train like he's six foot seven, thirty seven. He is a very slight, he's a slight slender man. Um, but he, I'm sure you have squatted 45 pounds before or have lifted 45 pounds on the leg press. Like I, I don't necessarily believe that you know the costume was the reason you lost i think you lost because tyson fury is just a better boxer um will i watch the third fight i will i will um because i really just love boxing i love to see it come back but i'm really interested in fury against anthony joshua um again i will watch deontay wilder fury three but if fury can fight joshua i'm much more interested in that and there were so many great memes of the fight. My favorite one, I'm only going to share this one because there's so many good ones, is a picture of Tyson Fury standing over Deontay Wilder um, as he's like on the gra- on the canvas. And the caption yeah. says, this picture will be hung up in white barbershops all across the country. <laughs> that shit is so funny this picture will be hung up in white barbershops all across the country (laughs) shout out to Tyson Fury man he had a great night he had a great night he won the match he was still gracious and winning he didn't shit on nobody didn't shit on Deontay he said he was a warrior and then he um he sung like he he sung uh Blah blah, Miss American Pie, some shit like that, and he could sing low key. Like he was, he could actually sing. Like I was like, oh shit, Tyson! Like he 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 killed it, man. He had a great, great, great night. Um, super happy for him. I would, I cannot wait to either see part three or to see um him against Anthony Joshua. Um, so that was the great fight of the recap over the weekend. Um, again, I love boxing. I'm so happy to see boxing come back and I cannot wait to see more great fights. And that will wrap it up. Episode number four of the Bronx bias podcast in the books. I'm your host. My name is Denzel. Thank you so much for listening, tuning in, sending questions, giving feedback, being involved, being engaged with the show. I love coming in here every week and just being able to talk some shit for a little while. Um, I'm going to fade you out with a great song. I stuck between, you. know, what? I'm going to play this one. It is Second Round Knockout by Cannabis featuring Mike Tyson, uh, just related to the whole boxing thing. Um, second Round Knockout. Cannabis featuring Mike Tyson off the album Can I Bus? Bronx Bias Podcast, episode four. We out.
2: You. Hey, Mike Tyson here speaking with the cannabis man over here. Yo, cannabis, your main objective out here is to do nothing but eat, 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 eat MCs for lunch, breakfast. Hey, man, they've been playing me all my life, man. You know, I won a title a couple of times, did right. But they can't hurt us, man. We're gonna do it. Get up in this ring, man. Put on these gloves, Let me show you how to handle it. So I'ma stuff, let man. the world know the truth. You don't want me to shine. You study my rhyme.
3: Then you lay your vocals at the mine. That's a bitch move. Something that a homo rapper would do. So when you say that you platinum, you're only dropping clues. I studied your background. Read the book that you wrote, researched your footnotes About how you used to sniff coke cool, Fronting like a drug-free role model You disgust me, I know bitches to see you smoke weed recently You walk around showing off your body cause of cells Plus to avoid the fact that you ain't got scales Mad at me cause I kick that shit real, nigga. Spell. While 99% of your fans wear high heels From Ice-T to Kumo D to Jay-Z Now you wanna fuck with me? You must be crazy You dripping with wax juice and you can't get it off You better be prepared to finish what you start. Up. You just hold the right there. Yeah. No, we got a legal
2: white wall to fight her in the no, no, truck. If I, I man, see one you more on road, road, way, you're man. out of here, fella. You understand? You'll be the squad of Stop being the best. We can't five. hit fire. Yo, cannabis, man. You ain't harder than that, man. You don't want no bitch-ass niggas hanging out with me, man. We're warriors, man. When we go into battle, we come out. I uh, don't come out at all. all Yo, all, you better all. give me the respect that I deserve. Well, I'ma take it by
3: force. Blast it with a 45 call. Make you somersault. Shock you with a couple hundred thousand balls. Thunderballs. Before, you wanted the ball. Now you want to talk. It's about who strikes the hardest. Now who strikes first. That's why I laugh. When I hear that whack-ass verse, that shit was the worst Rhyme I ever heard in my life Cause the greatest rapper of all time Died on March 9th God bless his soul, rest in peace, kid It's because of him, now at least I know what beef is It's not what I would call this See, this is something different A faggot nigga trying to make a living over dissing Somebody that he gotta know is better than him But he feeling himself cause he got more cheddar than him Well, let me tell you something You might got more cash than me But you ain't got the skills to eat a nigga's ass like me And if you really want to show off We could get it online Live in front of the cameras on your own sick home. i let you kick a first. Fuck it, I'll let you kick them all. I'll even wait for the studio audience to applaud. Now watch me rip the tap from your arm Kick you in the groin Stick you for your vanguard award In front of your mom Your first, second, and third born Make your wife get on the horn Call Minister Farrakhan So he can persuade me to squash it I say no, nah, he started it He forgot what a hardcore artist is A hardcore artist is a dangerous man Such as myself Train to run 20 miles of soft sand or On the off land Program to kick hundreds of balls off land From a lost and forgotten land You done did it, man You done spit it, some wax shit it And probably thought that because it's been a minute I forget it Fuck that, cause like I'm in a cube, I see the bitch in you And I'ma make the world see you too, motherfucker Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new lyrical weight champion
2: By okay. second round knockout, three minutes and forty seconds Can I You can Man, you moving like my tiger Kenya, man. You're in and out and you're at you with your flow, man. But dig, right, you got you gotta meet, man. that's your name, cannabis. Your whole your whole agenda's to eat these niggas, man. They have no business to be on the same stage with you holding a mic with you.